0: What is up, people? Welcome back to another episode of Grandpa's Fridge, and uh, just to start off the bat, I do want to address, I know, that the last weekend I didn't uh, post anything, and granted, I never said it every weekend. I know I said this last time, and I intended. I had so much stuff planned for the last week that kept happening things kept popping up with like information and stuff to talk about um and i did the weekend kind of uh just flew by and caught me off guard because i was doing a couple things with people and i know granted hear me out it's still summertime and in summertime you don't really want to be stuck inside just uh recording on your uh i like recording a podcast thing 24 7 so i was and, and it's a weekend weekends are usually in summertime the most um often time people can hang out so i was uh Doing, uh, taking advantage of that in the sense, and I was also doing, in my opinion, better things than just sitting here uh, recordings. Not saying I didn't want to, because I had, I still have a giant list right here of things to talk about. But just think of it like as this is like maybe four days information behind, um, and a lot of things I'm going to talk about uh, date-wise, um, like like uh, calendar dates are in this week right now, like music right now. There's a lot of stuff coming out this week, and in the next following two, few weeks, like right now, it's, a in my opinion of the year, prime time for music, and there's a lot of albums I'm looking forward to, but I'm not going to get too much into this right now. What I will say, another thing, I know, just to come back, just to leave, kind of sort of situation, but um, this episode will drop on the weekend, and then when this when that weekend comes the friday before that weekend starts i will be heading up to my aunt's house in new hampshire uh, for nine days to be there and hanging out with them and my cousins and stuff you know them from the videos like knickknacks and stuff but um uh, case in point i'm not going to be recording episodes in the weekends there so think of it as like a um i think it's only gonna really cost a weekend i think i want to by the time that happens and i come back from that i should have enough stuff and information in the course of that week to talk about things when i return so after this one goes up on that weekend that it does um two weekends from when this this one's up it should be another one so i think like the following weekend of this going up i will not be posting one just be aware of that um not really, not saying I don't want to, but I just, like I said, similar to the weekend situation that just happened this fall, this past weekend. I would rather be hanging out with people and doing more fun stuff outside and get, making the most out of the summer um, as much as you can with the quarantine and pandemic going on um, instead of just sitting inside recording these and talking on these 24-7. Not that I do that. It's usually once a week, but I digress. Case in point, I, it's still summertime. And I just want to enjoy that to the most, and I've been having a lot of fun recently, so I want to continue that and this is sort of like a backhand thing i was i was i started this in may maybe it would have been more frequent because i wasn't it wasn't summertime and really like anywhere for you to go and people wanted to hang out as much in may um or maybe even april and march if i just talked about this stuff that was happening at that time maybe this would be different but just think of this as like a thing where every so often i'll talk on it all right um but yeah just to get right into it um uh a, a random thing i just want to talk about because last week i'll be honest i didn't, as soon as i woke up on monday of last week i was like yeah it's gonna be really slow um and granted there was like still um announcements of things that's coming out the week and stuff and i was still excited for those but i was like the week itself like sitting or being inside all day of the week um Pretty much, just like every day, because my parents to work and people were not really people don't really hang out as much on the weekdays. I noticed that, especially in the summertime. Like I said, uh, when it comes to getting rides, when they can't, have their getting license yet. But um yeah, so I was just trying to find things to do inside the house, and I got a couple things I kind of kept myself busy with during the week. But off the bat, like Monday, I started um watching stuff because we got a trial of Disney Plus. So yeah, what I um. I watched a few things using that, and I've been watching more things over the, as the week goes by. But first thing I watched with Disney Plus was Toy Story Four. And I just want to say off the bat, this music, this movie is cinematically beautiful for an animated film. Like it doesn't even look like an animated film. Sometimes the, the cat looks crazy, like realistic, like the scenes like with uh, animals and people in them. And I know it's still got that Pixar uh, Disney style that makes it look like those characters are like not really exactly human life like. They look more character, character, uh, caricature. Like, but um. That's the point. Is the whole like the, the scenery and stuff, especially the town and the um, fair. They look so realistic, and it's crazy. They must have spent. it's why this movie took so long to come out. They spent years probably perfecting every little tiny like crack in the wall and brick and stuff to have a texture and it looked really nice. And I don't know. I watched that movie. I I get what people were saying when they said it's a cash grab, and that totally makes sense. And I kind of see why this didn't have to happen for the movie series to end at three. And this is a similar situation I was telling someone to Stranger Things where after that third season they could have totally ended it there and it would have been such a perfect ending in the sense that like maybe leave some things unanswered but that could always lead to different series in the future. But this as a whole right here is a really good ending. I think it has that like it hits like the feel sort of thing. But knowing more and more money can be made off this franchise Toy Story and Stranger Things they're going to keep going with them. With Toy Story, this is the last one, but they could also they could totally use the um the franchise for things like a TV uh, TV series and, and little uh, episodes like they have on Disney Plus, like little like shorts that they animate. Um, with Stranger Things, however, I know it's a Netflix show. They only have like five seasons max, I think, planned out for the future, and that's gonna have they already have like the ending of the entire show planned apparently, as um James Har- or David Harbor said, and. I don't know. I'm excited for that. It sucks that they got canceled for production this year because they were already seeming to be on a good rate because they had po- pushed out the video on, th- I think, Valentine's Day of Hopper being alive, which was sick. Um, I digress. Po- case in point, Toy Story 4, really good movie. Uh, a couple other things I watched, but I'm just going to say off the bat, I would recommend if you have a way to watch Toy Story 4 to watch it. If you have watched Theory 3, it kind of makes sense. If you don't, you don't have to. Honestly, you don't even have to watch 3 to watch to understand 4. You could go from Toy Story 1 and 2, and then 4, because 3 kind of doesn't affect what happens in in 4, in my opinion. They're kind of like... I liked how they did that, how you didn't have to watch three to make sense. They talk about some things, like going back in time to some events that happened in that, but it's not, like, game-changing for the movie itself. Um, This wasn't on Disney+, Plus, but I watched the movie Little Rascals, the 90s version, or I think it's maybe the 80s. Um, But that movie, I love that movie. It really displays childhood, or portrays childhood, like, pure and really good. And I like the cast. I like how they act. I think these are some of the, at the time, when their movies were, like, really, like, um maybe in more low-budget, not as, like, CGI-related and, like, really out-there exotic movie Not exotic, but, like, extravagant movies. I think this is one of the ones where child actors are really good in the movie. And, honestly, I still always love watching that movie. Sorry about that. Um, and, I don't know, I just... I've watched that movie. I watched the movie when I was a little kid, and I really liked it ever since then. And I just try to find it more and more times to watch it. My grandmother, I think, had a VHS tape of it once. I don't know if she still has that. I'm pretty sure she got rid of that, but... I still find more ways to watch it online. Like um, we had it on demand on our TV, which was good, and I would definitely recommend watching that movie. Don't watch the Netflix one; pretty sure it's awful. I think this one on its own. I know there's also a series from like the 1950s and 60s about like the kids living in poverty and how like just they care about more about childhood. They don't worry about like uh, grown adult problems, like like dealing with money and issues in the poverty and Great Depression, but. I haven't watched all of that. I know some scenes. I know a guy that directed the Florida project. He really took inspiration for that movie, or for that movie from the Little Rascals series because he just liked how the pure the child the child actors were, and it really seemed authentic. Um, but yeah, like I said, I would totally recommend watching Little Rascals, the '90s movie. I like the whole overall plot. I like how the kids act, and I like how it really has like uh, arches sorted in the story, like points where it hits lows and highs, especially with the cast. And then also, there's a really uh, there's like three main um, celebrity actors that pop up. In the movie whoopi goldberg reba wilson uh and donald trump uh when he was like in the 90s more i was like a rich like not asshole but like braggadocious guy with the money that's why he plays the rich kid in the movie's um father which is kind of funny but i digress really good movie i liked that one a lot and i was happy i rewatched it and i found a way or found a place to watch it um okay going back to disney plus though onward which came out i think this year it was intended for march or maybe april this movie was way better than I thought and honestly had a good mix of everything uh, when it comes to Disney movie. I think they should um, – I oh, well, I'm going to just say what I thought about the movie first. Um, for you don't know the plot, it's pretty much these two brothers that are like in like this magical area. Think of like a magical suburban and like the world is like mad. They don't use magic as much. Think of like technology really overshadowed. Um, the magic that you used to use a lot more. And then it's almost like how these days technology really is overruling everything in that sense that people really rely on it a lot. Um, But the two kids... Uh, they they lost their father at a really young age. I think the younger one, Tom Holland, play, uh, plays him in the voice acting. He never met his dad, and his older brother did, and they never got to say goodbye and stuff. Point is, when they, uh, for his 16th birthday, he gets the wand, and he gets to. There's a way for him to make a spell so he can bring back his father for twenty four hours, and they go through this whole quest, which was kind of sick. The whole entire plot of that, with like how they went through that, and it just got better and better. I think to a certain point in the movie, and I really liked the um. There was like a thing that I didn't expect at all in the movie, not to spoil, but like maybe like two thirds maybe three quarters the way through the movie uh just a random ass thing happened and i was like i was not i don't know why maybe it was predictable for some people i didn't expect it to happen um and then obviously the happy ending and how things change when they sort of rely more on magic at the end of the movie and going back to their roots if that makes sense and stuff and how it really is better than technology in the sense that they, a lot of people in this suburban area have, like, special abilities as, like, magical, mythical creatures, so it, I don't know, I just liked how, I think the, the uh, maybe not the cast, like, voice actors, but, like, the actual characters in the movie had more variety, in my opinion, and I liked that for that reason. Um, what I was gonna say, just give me a minute, um... I think honestly, at Animal Kingdom at Disney, or maybe one of the Disney parks, could be a different one. They should definitely make a themed area off this movie because I think the whole suburban area, like the little like mushroom houses and stuff, looks sick. It reminds me of like a, not like a bootleg Mario, but like the whole mythical theme is kind of sick. I think they should definitely add like a ride or something. Maybe it's like you hop in their van, the uh, two brothers in the front. Think of if you've ever been or seen videos of Universal. They have a lot of uh, studios. They have a lot of three D rides where the screens are on the side of you, but this like cart brings you around on a track. They could do something like that. I like animatronics more in rides, and it seems more cool when it's, like, lifelike instead of just, like, a 3D screen, like, watching a movie. But honestly, I think they have a lot of opportunity with that. And seeing as they recently announced they are going to change or rebrand or rename and revamp the um, Splash Mountain into, like, a, a Princess Tiana from Princess and the Frog thing... I could definitely see them changing... Or not changing, but like maybe like renovating some areas of the parks and adding more stuff for the future. Granted, I know this whole pandemic affects how they can work in construction and have more ideas for the future. And it's really going to cost them money and they're trying to open the parks now. But I think... This was a good movie, and I. it sucks that it had to be pushed, not pushed, uh, yeah, pushed on the streaming services instead of movie theaters because pandemic, but I think people should still watch this one because it was really sick, and I liked it. And, not, and I already had a good feeling about it ever since I saw the cast, the main two characters being Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, but them playing these characters in the movie was even better. So those were the movies that I watched mainly, I'm also watching The Mandalorian. I'm on like episode 6 so far with my dad. It's pretty sick. Uh, I like on that show, just to get really quick into it, how every episode, it's not like in a Star Wars movie where they mainly focus on one area. Of like like an island and like well an like a, like a, um one land like a, like a um planet and they really spend like two thirds of the movie there. like, just think like the last um, few Star Wars movies. They really spend like a lot of time in the desert or in the dark sides like buildings. I forget the names of them, but case in point, those movies usually don't have. Mo- they don't go too deep into the area and the characters and the diverse like whole opportunity of like the space theme with the characters in the um like space uh, Star Wars areas like the whole entire galaxy and stuff but i like how these these episodes of the um mandalorian do kind of do that they have like their own little areas they go to each episode and it's really more in my opinion vast like episode six was amazing and just to get on just to talk about uh bill burr is one of the kickers in the show in this, or in this episode at least um and pedro pascal plays Mandal- the mandalorian he's sick and you don't even see his face but his voice and his acting i don't know if he does all the stunts probably not maybe a little bit of them i think i m- might have read somewhere before that he tried to have a pl- uh, say in some of those and doing some of them um baby yoda is sick you already know who that is but but um, uh, yeah. Was gonna, there's one more thing I was gonna say for that show? Why I realized I really started to like listen into the the because uh, the show has a lot of like not blank noise, but it's like filled in by music, and the music score is um, it's made by I think, I'm trying to remember his name now. Uh, he made the Black Panther score, and he won the award with um, Childish Gambino for um, what's it called the. Uh, uh, this is america lug his name is ludwig Gorenson. he's amazing he makes amazing movie scores he made like a score flick with like multiple songs for each episode of this show and he's gonna probably work on it in the future he's a musical genius and the stuff he makes he also worked on redbone and that song's amazing so like i don't know i just i haven't thought of it like frequently in my head but looking back yesterday when i found out that he made the score, the score to this show i was like this guy is something else he's really spectacular and I hope in the future he gets uh, put onto more scores. He worked on Creed 2, and they have a good cast on that album. ASAP Rocky's on there, Vince Staples, uh, Tyler, James, and I think Gigi Naiko. Uh, the, the last three are on the, all in one song together, which is even crazier. Uh, yeah, one more thing about onward, or no, I guess Disney movies in general. But yeah, like, like I said, last uh, about the Mandalorian. I really like that show. If you have Disney Plus, definitely watch it. It's really not that like. Uh, it, it doesn't make you. It doesn't have to make you like get attached to it. You don't have to. What's the term like like stick through it it's not like a pain, really slow show. It really gets straight to the point and the episodes are short and they're like less than fifty minutes every time, which is sick. Yeah, something I noticed, and I guess I never realized this before. I always thought Disney movies were way longer than they actually are. I used to think they made the movies like two hours I thought like a normal movie was two hours or longer. But it seems with more recent Disney movies, they're around like an hour and 40 minutes, like 100 minutes. Because, yeah, both Onward and Toy Story 4 were only that at that time frame. and they're, But they are very packed in that time frame, so I was, like, surprised at how much stuff happened in an hour and 40 when I used to think, like, Disney movies were, like, two hours or longer. Granted, the Marvel stuff usually is because it's way more extravagant and they need more time to get all that stuff packed in, especially based off comics, but... These uh, cartoon movies and animation, I used to think they were way longer, maybe because I was a kid and I don't understand time that much, at least when it comes to watching a movie and how long you spend watching one, but I digress. Uh, a big announcement, in my opinion, or something cool that I uh, heard, like uh, I think, like two weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago, um, and I think this is sick because I loved the movie, I read the book beforehand, and I rewatched watched the movie recently. Ernest Klein, the author of Ready Player One, and worked. He worked with Steven Spielberg for like getting things uh, pinpoint accurate inside of Ready Player One, the the movie. They announced he announced Ready Player Two is the sequel book to release on November twenty fourth. This is sick because uh, I re I recently realized or found out that he released the book in like two thousand eleven or twenty thirteen or twenty thirteen, and I was like, I don't know why I thought it was way older than that, but considering five six years maybe almost seven after that he, the movie came out, I maybe people overall didn't like that cuz it was really just a pop culture grab of like like a, a sandbox but kind of a mess cuz it's like you can't always make things pinpoint accurate to the books as that almost always goes with um, books to movies renditions but I really have hope not only for this book being sick because I'm going to get it as soon as it comes out I'm probably going to pre-order one of these days because um, I, I really liked that book a lot and I don't read many books in like oh I really like that because most times in school they make you read books that you don't really want to read and that's the problem but when you find a, a book like this like for me like a lot of pop culture stuff in it and gaming related stuff is sick and the music references from the 80s and 90s was cool to me especially how much of them were in here because I made it had me research a lot of stuff like oh that's a sick song that's a sick game and that's a cool e- easter egg reference um but yeah i i wonder how long he's been working on the book i have hoped it's gonna be sick and i really am looking forward to that uh kind of a random thing but it's still kind of cool in my opinion jaden smith is in collaboration with new balance and he uh has made a pair of shoes he's releasing a pair of shoes this friday the july 24th same day as a couple of other things for music related but um we'll get into that later Their shoes are called the Vision Runners. They're releasing this... Well, it was going to be next Friday when I released the episode, but it's uh, this Friday now. And they are $150, which is... Out of the roof expensive, but apparently the reason—not reason, but like something that com, uh, contributes to why that price is so expensive—they're considered vegan shoes, which I know is weird to call shoes vegan. Maybe they have like materials that don't actually kill animals to make them, and they're like healthy in that sense, like plant-based. I don't know. Maybe like something related to the is, like cotton, which is like a plant, and that that could be used for like a main component for the shoe. I didn't get into the details. I didn't read too much into the shoes because they—they—but they do look so clean, and this blue is really nice hue. It's like a um a. Blue blue and purple mixture i really like the color it reminds me of the sire uh, or eris album cover uh, text font color and they have nice little details like the word um vision in like a little like imprint on the sides and they um they really reminded me of a mix of the original lafleur's with the hat uh, in the with converse that had the four pastel colors uh, pastel-esque i guess and what had the b on the back and the little heel that said don't glum kill your flowers water your garden is done." I liked that on the outer rim, but they also remind me of a mix of that with the little Jupiter case with collaboration shoes, which at the time when they were announced and teased, I really was I really was into them last November and wanted to get them. I never did because I know with usually with shoes, I'll be excited for them online and then look at them. Or after, or I'll like think of the price tag and be like I'm just gonna wear them. They're not really like. I'm not gonna like stare in awe. I'm not a sneakerhead or in no way, shape, or form. I'm not gonna stare in awe at the shoes that I spent like a hundred plus dollars on. But um, they have yeah. I was really into at the announcement of those, and then these similarly here with these shoes. I like the the overall style and I guess the artistic div, uh, direction with them. Hopefully, he drops a song to coincide with the release of these shoes. People were saying yes. And there's also a um a teaser on his Instagram that has the videos of that song or like a random song that he hasn't released before being played. So, hopefully, it has to release or it releases the same day. And hopefully, that also coincides with the, the shoes. But like I said, a lot of things are dropping on Friday Music Related. I'll get into this, like I said, later. But it's just it's gonna be a really good friday if everything that's being announced actually comes out there's only one thing that's actually supposed to not gonna come out or maybe not the day it says it will but i'll get into that later another big announcement for a game that i really like with the franchise i I bought far cry 3 last uh week on like monday or tuesday far cry 6 was announced the weekend two weekends ago now when this releases john carlo esposito the main antagonist and possibly Voss as a son. Apparently not. It's played by Anthony Gonzalez, who was the voice actor of the main character in Coco. It's a good bit of Breaking Ball and be, uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. People here, uh, if well, that was I said that in the case that if um, the guy that plays Nacho uh, Varga was. In this game, or actually, I don't know how he would. Maybe like if he makes an appearance in the game, I really doubt that though, because I don't think this his voice as this kid. It's just another kid with the habits to have an eyebrow cut. Because the thing of the trailer is, it's, a, it's he has a modern day cell phone, like an iPhone type thing, bootleg in the uh, trailer, which would make it a modern day thing. But they consider it like a, stuck in a time loop. The sh- the um, island that they're on, because or the um tropical area because like it's like i don't know there's like there's like older car models but new new technology for the phone so it's really a mix i don't know how it's going to be handled in the game but from the photos we've seen which is like four of them in the trailer which looks insanely realistic which is probably not going to be how the game is but i have really high hopes for it still regardless it looks sick and there's this really sick thing um That has a goddamn cute ass puppy dog with wheels in the back. Probably has like a paraplegic dog with like his his back uh, hind legs uh, removed or they uh, broke or they were uh, they had to get taken off. Almost like he was amputated, and it just looks sick. As little like it's almost like a battle dog. It has like a little like cart and it's gonna attack people. I don't know. It just looks sick in the photo as well. Uh, I really I really think that's sick. As a pre-order bonus, it's like a version of him with like a purple cart um ubisoft i'm gonna get into this after but like they really seem to be announcing way better game uh not franchises but in the franchises that i like playing like uh, mainly watchdogs and Far cry they seem to have some two really solid games coming up and i'll get into why i feel like that's way more that's looking way more better than like a rockstar thing because they spend a lot of time on their games but at the same time they're being super quiet recently and it's kind of got me concerned but yeah as i was saying Watch Dogs Legion is out now, and my thoughts about the uh, whole zero useless NPCs in the game and everyone's being playable. I watched some gameplay because someone got like a free trial or like an um, hour of like footage they could record. And the first things I noticed were at the right now, like like I said last week, I finished it oh, this weekend, um, or last weekend. I was playing Watch Dogs too, or right now I am. Um, well, I say am, I keep saying that, but I finished it last weekend. So yeah, I fi- I played the game throughout that weekend. I finished. That was one of the things I got myself busy with. Um while most people didn't like that game's story, I am loving the kinds of extra... I was loving the extra, extravagant... The extravagant things you do in the game. You break into an FIB building, you go to, go, like, a, a bootleg Google place, and they have, like, a bunch of, like, cool things you, like, uh, sneak in through. It's almost like a giant playground. That's what it literally reminded me of. There's this like, thing where you... You, pretend, you um, control the robot drone thing, like the ones that, like, have giant bodies and wheels and roll around or in the um, parks and stuff and scan you to make sure you're not, like, an, like a threat or an enemy. Um... And you like go in like a factory, and it's got all these little buttons and stuff you can screw with and, and screw around with, and it really reminded me of like a um, like a like a kids game. It's so cool with like how, like how much of a playground that San Francisco is in that game. Maybe in overall the last seven years since GTA Online is older and GTA Five is a really better. I guess you could say it's has better um version of um. California because it's got like all the biomes and stuff, but I think they nailed California over the or San Francisco over the head with Watch Dogs Two because it just has this like really vibrant feel to it and I like it a lot. Granted, the game is very hipster based, but it's also it's I don't know. It's just the game was fun for me with playing it. Like guys, as I say right here and. I like the game, and the game seems fluent and smooth, as dumb as the character hipster models may be. But with Legion, watch out, with Legion! The footage— granted, this is a work in progress until the game releases in late October—it looks choppier. The footage, and it looks the whole concept of every NBC is playable, makes lesser of a structure of the story, more sandbox style with like all of these like people in your your hands that you can control, pick whatever one you need for the the job, especially. But uh, with the, with them at your fingertips. It still seems very fun and unique, but I'll keep an eye on it as like footage as I like, continue to enjoy how much there is to do in Watch Dogs. Or I might come back to it, but like I said, I finished it last weekend. But at the moment, my thoughts are on game development and releases and why I'm starting to see more interesting stuff from Ubisoft than, let's just say, Rockstar. Um, yeah, Rockstar has just been quiet this whole year, ever since the pandemic. They were like, oh, the pandemic will not affect our game development and updates for the future games that will be still at release. Like, I think, for example, it's been seven months since both Red Dead Redemption 2 and and uh GTA online got an update. They haven't said nothing about a new update. I've been looking into like forums and stuff to see people if people have if there's anything like leaks and rumors. And there's plenty of rumors, but they're probably really unlikely in the sense of like people can make anything up on the spot and people will just eat it up because they have nothing to go off because Rockstar is dead silent. And by the time this comes out, this episode it'll already been way been like a few days past when the Diamond Casino update came out last summer with uh GTA online and then Last September is when they released Frontier Pursuits. So, yeah, they just. And then Moonshiners and Casino Heights came out in December, both like the day after each other. The problem is, they just haven't, like, said, like, oh, yeah. They, and then I don't know why. Maybe it's like a hype factor. People get excited when they don't, or they feel better when they don't hear anything saying, oh, th- we can't put something out because we're having issues because of the pandemic slowing us down. Maybe that sounds like a bad thing in some people's minds, but I think it's more clearance and guidance and they should give us an update on why they're being slowed down with production. That's my personal opinion on what's going on with that and why I'm not saying what they're doing is justified because they're going to kill Grand Dead Redemption Online soon enough if they don't update it in the next like three weeks, literally, because people have been dressing up as clowns in the game. There was the alien thing in GTA Online. That wasn't like a diss to Rockstar, but it was just a bunch of random things going on because people were so bored, and Rockstar hasn't put anything in the game in seven months, and they're really killing it with that that silence. There was rumors of a CityMor uh, collaboration in GTA Online. summer 2020, they posted a photo last November. But people have just been running with that since that's all we really have for an idea. And one time they got interviewed asking about whether they be in GT Online. They said we cannot disclose that information. It's an NDA pretty much. So yeah, it sounds like they will have some part in the game at some point, but they, we just don't know nothing from Rockstar. The only thing I can go off right now is that City Morg is dropping like a mixtape or an album on the 30th. So like a few days after this releases, or no, the Friday after this releases, like, uh, uh, like I don't know, six days away, five days away. Point is... Rockstar Silence sucks, and that's all I gotta say about it, Rather, without getting too much into detail. So yeah, mainly, music is the big thing. I have a bunch of stuff to talk about right now. I'm, like, uh, halfway through an episode right now, which is not bad. Yeah, new music, quick thoughts. We're gonna start with Big Crazy News and end with Big Crazy News. Big Crazy News starting off, which is kind of sad, but bittersweet, probably not entirely true, but, like, all this stuff going on with him. He'd been quiet for, like, nine months. He dropped that one song in September... Logic then dipped with Down to Earth, and it was kind of cool, but I hope it's not on the album. I don't remember if it is, because the track list just came out today, but I'll check. Logic is retiring music with a final farewell album to become a father. Er focus more on becoming a father because he has a, he has a son now and his wife his what i'm pretty sure his final album no pressure produced by no id comes out july 24th now i'll pull up right now um the track list since i was just talking about that and i remember way back in i think may or june his stuff leaked and it was like er yeah a uh, couple songs a good bit of songs actually leaked and uh it was like uh logic these aren't bad no they sounded really decent but they weren't finished i don't think yeah, so I'm looking on here right now. I'm pretty sure, yeah, the song that he had with Down to Earth, I'm checking right now what it was called, um, which was literally, I think, back in either September or uh, October. Right here, OCD. It's not on the album, so it was just a single, which I'm happy about. I like when singles aren't related to the album and they just drop. Rex Orange County does a lot of this. He just drops singles with that aren't on the album, or he did that with like uh, before Apricot Princess and after it, which is cool. He did a couple songs that went on to Pony, but it's whatever. Because uh, those are hyping the album up. Here's the track list if you want. And it's also let me just note this before. It's sick that the cover art for this album is also like a, t- a play a uh, take on his uh, first album Under Pressure. And it's like like uh it's like things are now floating, but it's the same like sort of like style of the room and things are like. I don't know, it looks like he's being ascended, essentially, like No Pressure, and um, maybe the No Pressure title relates to him being like pressured into music like with like all the hate and stuff It's over time. But yeah, here are the titles for the songs. No Pressure Intro, Hit My Line, GP4, Celebration, Open Mic Slash Aquarius 3, Soul Food 2, Sounds Sick, Perfect, Man I Is, Dad Bod, Nice Title, Five Hooks, Dark Place, A2Z, Heard Him Say, Amen, and Obediently So Let me count them up real quick. Three. I think there are 16 songs here let me see if I counted that right yep I oh, know 15 pretty sure it's 15 and it's gonna be fire but also while he talked about all this stuff with music he is retiring because he has a son now and he's really happy with his son and his wife and, and I respect that and he's got all the stuff dropping like March wise when the album comes out and he's also dressed up in the same suit as like the Imperial True Story this little red jumper suit but right here he made a deal with Twitch, Twitch to sign exclusively stream there for like I don't know maybe like a schedule each week. It, the deal was worth seven figures. He made a multi-million dollar deal with Twitch, and he's also on Twitch Thursday night. As in, uh, before or after this already comes out. This comes out after that already happened when the um, this release. Uh, granted, this is Hump Day when I'm recording this Wednesday, so two days from now the album comes out. But tomorrow night, 11 p.m. Eastern, like an hour before the album comes out. There's a release party extravaganza for Logic's No Pressure album. It's going to be sick. Uh, I really people have really good confidence or how oh, I hope for him with this album. They think he can come back around disregarding the last like two, three years of albums that weren't that good. Young Snatcher 4 was nice. I like that a lot. But that was one of the main really good ones. I think Baba Tarantino 2 was like, all right. But then after that, it just took a bad turn last year was not it for his music, in my opinion. No one really, like, says, oh, I love Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. No one that I know, anyways. If you love that, then power to you. But it's just not as good as his stuff used to be. Um, but, yeah, hopefully this one's like at least an eight out, of ten, 8 out of 10. I heard some of the leaks. I don't know if they're like the same album, the same album songs that were leaked. But he had, like, an Andre 3000 sample and it's a couple of things like that. They sounded better than everything on Co-Adam, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. So I have good hopes for that. Hopefully, he re- mixed it a little bit better, finished it off, polished it off, and put in a little cha- uh, bow on top because I think he can do good for this farewell album. Granted, he might come back in the future and do more music, like singles or features, but I think this is a big like, a big thing in the sense that he wants to focus more on other things than just being like, oh, I'm a m- musician 24-7. Let's go on tour every single year. But yeah, uh, that's logic stuff. Gus Japperton released his single, I think, two or three weeks ago, Posthumous, posthumous. Not bad uh, I liked like the little like mellow side I like the guitar in it it's pretty uh decent uh I think the other one was better uh maybe it' was first aid uh I think that was called it was called, I think I like that one a little bit better but yeah like a few days later or maybe a week later he announced his album coming on September 18th called Orca uh i can pull up the track list right here if you want uh it's, it's a couple songs it's not that many but it's still sick that he's releasing a whole of project considering he released one last year yeah so yeah right here orca has uh 10 songs bottle opener is the first one the second one's first aid posthumous bluebird palms my say so featuring Cella, grim antidote medicine and swan song now if i had to look at all these i have a good feeling about bluebird for the titles grim Antidote and Swan Song. I think those will be good. I could be wrong. Maybe those, maybe there are better ones on the album in general. But I think he's, I think he's in a good direction. I think he's a sick artist. I'm glad that I found his music last year and really got into him. He's a sick guy. He's also really good on Benny's sing, uh, song. Yeah, right here. So speaking of Benny, a new Benny song released that Wednesday of last last week, two weeks ago now. That we're in almost in the second week of it being released. She, I was really hyped when I announced when she announced it's coming out. But she worked with Kenny Beats and Bakar. Bakar made the song. Helen Back, he worked with Dominic Fike for She Wants, or Stop Selling Her Drugs, he worked with uh, he worked on a project like Will You Be My Yellow, that stuff is fire, he's got a nice voice, really raspy, but like, just like, I don't know, it doesn't sound like pop smoke like cigarette smoker, or chain smoker raspy, it sounds so nice, and like, I think because it's a deeper voice, that's why it sounds a little bit off, compared to normal people's, like, or not normal, but like different voices that are like higher pitches and just normal tone doesn't sound as deep as his, but he sounds so nice in the song. And I, like I said, first listen, I felt antibiotics. about it cause I listened to it on a quality, or I listened to it first on YouTube on my phone, which wasn't that good, but then listening to it a second and third time on my better quality headphones that I'm using right now, uh, it sounded way better and the bass was nice. Kid Cudi, uh, and then that was, that was the Wednesday of the, uh, I think, I'm trying to remember the date, um, maybe it was the uh, the thirteenth. Uh, it was two weeks ago. Okay. So yeah, the week before this, that Benny song released that that Wednesday. The week before that, the Friday before that, Kid Cudi released The Adventures of Moon Man and Slim Shady the single. This was the same day also as Juice World album. So I'm pretty sure that was the uh, the tenth. Yeah, it was the tenth. Um, the single itself pretty decent. Eminem has this one standout marsh- mouthwash bar, and then Cudi has a nice overall flow. It's nothing crazy, but nothing really bad. I think Cudi's in this rap direction. Hopefully, I'm pretty sure he's dropping a project this year. Someone troll, or not troll, but like sent me a post and I believed it that it was uh, Cuddy's like, track list for that, or announcement for the release date. And they were like August oh, something, and I was like, that's sick. And then I realized that it was a fake verified icon. It was the number seven with a little circle around it on Twitter. And I was like, damn, he really just got me with that. But I have faith that Cuddy's dropping something before the end of the year. So we have six more months to go, or five. So yeah, I have hope. and I think uh, this song and Lido Delinquents are not bad, but I really want that Scott's project. Stop the cap. Drop it. Alright, speaking of sick artists that are dropping new music or just talking in general, Dominic Fike has an album at the end of the month, the very last day. What could possibly go wrong is the title. It's releasing July 31st. He dropped his new Fike single, Violence in Politics. Great song, really liked it a lot. I liked the switch up in the halfway through the p- song, way better than Chicken tenders in my opinion. I didn't like the vocal uh, me- uh mixing on that one and how he had like a higher pitched voice it just wasn't for me that much. I think this sound has a better, this song has a better sound and how he ties important subjects into it and still makes it catchy and interesting. Another random single that released on that Friday, that um uh what's it called? It was um uh, the same day that released um. The Juice WRLD album. I don't know why I was blanking right there. Rich Brian in surprise dropped a song called Love in My Pocket. I've been hearing this song a lot recently. Not like on radio, but like on Spotify. I had an ad for it once I listened to it in my playlist. It is pretty good. Somewhat different style from what he's put out Usually like rapping a lot before. I like like this R&B slash like slow music from Rich Brian. I think he could do it way better. But this song is, I I love the synths. I think some songs do synths way better than others. Using synths like the 80s stuff was really nice, but like modern day music with synths—that's why I was iffy about Igor at first. And unless I listen to it more and more, it's got some really sick songs with synths. But um, uh, I think the Rich Brian song right here uh, is pretty good. I think it's catchy. I—I uh, don't know. I—I want to hear. I want to hear an announcement from him that he has an album coming out soon. That would be really nice. Um, like I said, the sort of music from him is nice. It's a nice change. Other examples of music like this is Curious and Drive Safe, both really good songs, in my opinion, uh, off of his album from last year, The Sailor. Way better album that dropped that day compared to the big day. The big day was a big flop. And compared to Rich Brian releasing the same day, I'm mad that everyone... I'm happy that everyone was like excited for Chance's album and then when it was bad I really wish people just took a chance and listened to pun intended Insane Chance I wish people just listened to Rich Brian's album because it was really sick um, and a good mix and new stuff uh, Con- this was before a couple other things happened with this but Kanye West teased on his Twitter a song called Donda it's about it's dedicated to his mother he talked about and it's I like his flow at the end but it also that follows his mother at the beginning singing or reciting KRS's uh, lyrics from the song Sound of the Police this song is nice. I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna release hopefully Friday this week or the day, uh, a day or two after this comes or before this comes out. Eminem's album *Limbo* has a tra- he released the list, so it's right here. Tra- going from top to bottom: *Burden*, *Woodlawn*, *Kobe* probably gonna be dedicated to Kobe Bryant. *Roots* featuring JID and Charlie Wilson. *Can't Decide*, *Compensating* featuring UG Thug the single. Uh, *Shimmy* another single that came out in February. Pressure in My Palms featuring Vince Staples and Slow Tie, Riri, another single, Easy featuring Summer Walker, Mama, Becky, Fetus featuring Injury Reserve, Rip Grogs, and then My, my Reality. So, uh, I think it's 12, no, it's 14 songs, so 11 new ones. I got hope. I'm hoping Amine has a song on here that sounds like a mix of Turf, and especially Charlie Wilson's on that one song with J.I.D. Hopefully it's like a song that's like Turf meets Invincible, because I love that, that higher pitch singing Amine. That stuff is fire to me, and I think he could definitely do more with it. It's a small thing as well, but Amine is collaborating. He released it this day. I'm recording this with Places and Faces to make some nice limo merch. It's got like a yellow. It's really overpriced, as much merchandise for making like, album promotion is. But it's got like a yellow fanny pack, which is like $75, which is insane. And then like two t-shirts and a pair of shorts, like $75, which is insane. But make the money, Amine. You do you. Uh, for music, Trois, I'm going to say this in French. Trois nouvelles chansons from Monsieur Joey Badas. Joy Badass dropped three songs um, the week after Juice World's album, the 17th yeah the light pack is what he called it the light pack is a strong comeback song Oh no the light is a strong comeback song the return of badass in my opinion how he describes himself in um the song no explanation i noticed a bit of bomb reference bomb and explosion references between the first track and this one and then push it comes in does his thing on the song and bragging what sounding nice about it braggadocious but still being really good clean flow uh, i'm happy that that was a surprise thing on that because i don't think he said that push it was gonna be on it joey's like yeah this is gonna be my, my best album ever i'm like i have hopes for you these songs aren't bad they're kind of mid in my opinion but joy badass is still fire um power to him and then shine is the last song my favorite out of the three it sounds like a record really scratchy and older i like the almost vintage nice shine sample i think it's a song called shine and then same day dj coward was really excited and drugs like and hyping up all week these two new songs he worked with drake on I'm going to be honest, Drake's sound and flow on the song Grease had me laughing my ass off and internally worried for his lucky number six album, supposedly coming out this summer. It was just a weird sound coming from him. And the man made, he, the same man that made Started from the Bottom was making this stuff. And he sounded like he was trying to just copy the weekend's flow. And I was laughing my ass off when I first heard him singing this. Um, and I know artists evolve a lot, but I wouldn't consider this a direction. For Drake to be a step up, like like improving, this shit literally sounds like Femboy Drake, and that's just not a good thing if Drake's going to talk like this the whole album. Popstar is the art song way better than Grease. I like how it starts with Drake saying bitches, just like the one random line of him saying bitches. And then it's still a different sound for the chorus, but I like how he sounded and goes on the beat with his rapping for the most part. What I'm really worried about, no clue why, I'm just worried these songs are gonna grow on me a lot. And as I was listening to them my the last course of like, the week, I was like, damn, these are kinda catchy and growing on me. It's those stupid hooks and the choruses and verses from Drake, those really simple one liners like, uh, Louis V, I'll take you to, I think I'll take you to V, uh, Gucci and Louis V, um, and I'll take you to Greece and then say some stuff in French yeah cuz uh, i don't the, my first thoughts want to be close to my overall opinion on the songs regardless of who still though because it still seems to fit the to say it still seems fit to say these were throwaways on Drake's part given to Khalid DJ Khaled. a lot of um Travis Scott I had another Dot Wave Radio premiere er, episode on Apple Music. Teases, I think it's five songs, maybe a little bit more. Let me check right here, the list right here, of songs. These weren't all his music either. It was a bunch of people he worked with and people he liked listening to and stuff. And they, they wanted to premiere the music on the um, the episode, so they did. Big Sean uh, premiered the song Zen. Big Sean premiered the song Lithuania with Travis Scott. Chase B and Don Toliver have a project called, uh, uh what is it called? I'm going to find it right here. Um, but i know they announced on the thing um that they have a chase b and don toliver have a here it is oh wait did they just announce it oh escapism is on it's the name of the album is on the way as i'm reading this right now i've just found out chase b don toliver gonna wanna cafeteria is the song they're dropping it this friday as in two days from when i'm recording this so yeah um they announced he was saying on july 13th aka like two weeks ago he just posted a, a, a thing a, titled Escapism. Uh, he's had this project probably working with Don for a while, which is sick. Uh, I don't listen to much to B, but Don Toliver could definitely stand out on this song. So yes, Cafeteria, I was just talking about, featuring Gunner, releasing on Friday. So there you go, a song to listen to when the day or two after this came out. Or the day or two after this is released. No, the day the song comes out, two days later, it's uh, it's got the song already out. So listen to that stuff if you want Travis Scott and Young Thug have a song called White Tea produced by Chase B and Teddy Walton. I don't know. I remember listening to it for a little bit. It wasn't bad. It wasn't the greatest song between those two, but I liked it. I think Maria, I'm Drunk is still going to be like the best thug. Or no, Maria, I'm Drunk and Pick Up the Phone, which is probably the best thug and Travis collabs. One minute, I'm just drinking the water. And then another song, I know nobody really excited for Nav because his album, which is not it, this much this year. It was better than last year's, but it doesn't say much. Nav has a song with Wheezy called Pickney. I think people said on this one he actually sounds like he wants to be singing right now, which is kind of funny. Sway Lee, I didn't listen. I didn't hear this song or the next song on the um, wave radio. I was kind of having a bad connection. Scrooge, sounds sick, just a title right there. Corday, Robbie and Corday released a song called The Parables. Most of them sound nice for new music, but Sean's songs stood out the most for me. Uh, just before I recorded this episode, actually, or right now before I recorded this like an hour ago, I listened to Kyle's album. It's called See You When I'm Famous. It was pretty mid, as was Juice WRLD's album, Posthumous. Uh, on Kyle's, though, the last four songs are the standout tracks, even though one of them in the third-to-last track is an interlude. The one before that, called, I think, Bye, is a really good song. And then the really last the last song, where they're just spitting on it. It's really sick. Uh, last couple of big announcements right here. Fida Clay has a deluxe edition dropping Friday as well. I told you, so much stuff dropping Seven twenty-four. Um, the date, or the date uh, which is sick uh, the deluxe edition of that, we don't know what songs are on it Earl Sweaty Shirt, got some stuff dropping out Duckworth uh, has a song I think came out last Friday or two weeks ago coming closer called Dancing or has the dance groove to it uh, I like Duckworth stuff a lot last year's project, The Falling Man was so good and it came out the same day as Igor I listened to it a couple days or months later and I was like, I like this a lot I liked the whole like Oh, not night theme, um, like like medieval, but like I liked the sound and the um, the style. The, maybe the concept. I don't know. The 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 theme of the the um each song was different and kind of cool. I liked the song with um Rico Nasty. Love is like a mosh pit. There's another one with like rope. Uh, I think what it's in the title like falling. Another sick one. Overall, Duckworth is a good artist, and I have hopes that he'll drop some fire album soon in the future. I think he's working on a project. Like he said on these couple singles he's released recently, he's he's working on something want is dropping the. or Wanna Deluxe Edition drops Friday as well. I told you, but 724 is the day for music if you really like the artist. And right here is the last really big thing I'm going to get into. And I'm going to talk about it a lot because it's been so confusing the last like week of stuff with him. Kanye, this was last Sunday or Monday, or no, Saturday, that's what I meant. He announced a new album with a track list, then deleted it, and that's just why I was skeptical, called Donda. He said, new album, Donda, coming July 24th, 2020, vision, hashtag. Now, the, it's kind of confusing to see what the actual songs are going to be and which ones are just, like, the same title, but longer. So I'll look at the ones that are dotted right here. Donda, 24, maybe a Kobe tribute. I Feel Terrific. Future bounce. I don't know if those are the same one because there's not a dot for future bounce. They're like under the same dot, but it's kind of confusing. Like I said, he's been changing it up. He's making his own font. The dude's going crazy, literally. I hope he gets better because he's been having like a lot of mental breakdowns recently with bipolar disorder. But it's just been a mess when he gets on Twitter and starts saying stuff. But he, the music. He said he's he said a couple days ago he's I'm gonna focus on the music now. I'm like power to you. Please, um, just stay healthy and stay wealthy and stay good overall, Kanye. Yeah, keep my spirit alive. In, it has It's weird. This one has two um, little dots on each side of the song title. Lord, I Need You. This one doesn't have dots, so maybe that's another song title. When we'll the dot before was the one for it. Off the Grid. skur. Someone said it's S-K-M-R-R. I don't know what that would really stand for. Maybe Skimmer? In God's Country. And there's a little another dot. This is God's Country. Maybe it's the same song. Maybe it's a different one. It's kind of confusing. Welcome to My Life. I think that's what it says. It's kind of sick. Up from the Ashes. Apparently that was leap before. Tell the Vision, Wash Us in the Blood, already came out, not even bad. Everything, New Body, which people were really excited when they saw that. But it came like a gospel version, so just be aware of that. Hold the Love, I think it says. Hold the Love, or maybe the Weight. No, I think it says Hold the Love, if I had to be honest. And it said Praise God. It's just, I'm going to just be honest, Kanye's handwriting is not the best here. A couple of things are really confusing, but we also don't even know what the, actual tra- the official track list is because he keeps changing every day. Life of the Party. And praise God and hurricane. I, the last, life of the party comes after praise God, then hurricane. The weird thing with hurricane, spelled it wrong, unless you meant to spell it like this. It has an I after A, so maybe it has push a T feature or Freddie Gibbs. That would be sick. Yeah, so that was Monday. The track list on the computer. Oh no, that was like the Saturday. And then the Monday uh, the following week. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. The um, Yeah, yeah. the following Monday, there was a track list on the computer screen showing one song from 2018, with the rest being from this year. Right here. I'll tell you what these ones say. Um, I'm not going to... I mean, I ha- right here, if you really want to know the, t- the run times, I got them. It says, stay on um, them uh, underscore precious. It's 2 minutes 51 seconds. That's the first song it shows right here, 2020. These all show 2020. The only song that shows 2018 is SpaceX Alien. Kanye West reference, 1004. I'm just not going to say the um, timestamps because you can just hear them when you when the actual album comes out. But these are the titles. I Know God Breathed on this. And this is 7.20.20 7, 20 in the morning, which is weird. Maybe he released it and worked on that song that morning. Off the Grid, 7.18.20, Evan Kit Keep My Spirit Alive 81, 7.18.20, Evan with Dem Joints, In God's Country 83. I hope he didn't make 83 different versions of this. That would be insane. I hope not. God's Country, so I guess those are two songs. Different songs. Future Sounds, 83 BPM, beats per minute, I think. Praise God, Evan add drums and guitars. 7192020. New Body, yay edit. So it's probably gonna be more like PG, like, can't wait to see a new lady. And then um, SpaceX Alien, Kanye West reference, 1004. Donda, Evan outro sample fix. Maybe he has to get a sample cleared or some shit. And then. The last song says, "Lord, I need you." Seven, seventeen, twenty. Yay! Edit, Tony, rewrite. There you go. It's weird because that's a lot of songs that war- a lot of those weren't even on the Mitchell track tracklist. So I don't maybe he renamed them. He also got rid of a couple of them, like Hurricanes, not here. So I don't even know if he renamed it or what. I would love this if this song came out. This album would probably be. One of the top albums of the year, 100%. If he released City in the Sky officially, I would love this album off the bat. Because that song is amazing, and I'm really mad that song never came out officially, and Yandere didn't come out officially because that stuff was Fuego, and the man just, he went on SNL dressed as a wine bottle and dipped. That's literally how it was. So here's another track list. Wednesday, today, a new track list, and supposedly he's releasing a movie to coincide with their release of Donda. I'm so confused on what Kanye's actual plan is here, but I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah, right here. So here's there's two ones. So I don't know which one's official, but I'm just gonna read the first one right here. It says uh W T H uh, I think it says with Child and then God Bath wait I think it says God Beth. Maybe, oh God breathes right now. Or maybe there's the different songs R N. It shows twenty four in between those two. Like not like on the main track, what's on the side. It shows uh n- in god's country oh i think i realized a little bit of this he's using acronyms so yeah dnd yeah donda wth is the thing he talked about with the album that w something something wth child god breath god breathe on this one i think right now um or maybe rn stands for running i don't even know what that one would really stand for rn um it's kind of confusing like i said still but i'm trying to figure it out as i go in god's country god's country i think this one's alien right after that ALN, FF off the grid, keep our spirit alive, yep, WTMLF, this one's weird, I don't know what that would stand for, we, we, t- WTMLF, um, well, wait, something for my life, I think, we, welcome to my life, that's what it is, because I looked at the other track list above it, yeah, I'm trying to still piece this all together, it's so weird, um, where is this? Uh, Lord, we need... Wait. Lord, we... Lord's 32NDYRNDM. We need some... Lord... Lord, I Need You, I think, is the original title track name, but he might have changed it. 12,000 Hours, I think, is the next one. Our King. Um, uh, where's Our King? And then uh, Glory, I think, is one of them. Then WKTH something D. So we... It's so weird because his handwriting is just not it. And it's kind of hard to understand. Praise God, then 24. And the thing that's confusing about these three lists is some of them are the same songs. But... They're different orders, so I really don't know what he's got planned with this. Like I said, knowing Kanye, it won't drop officially on Friday, and we'll probably have it in the weekend at some point. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to get too much into what I think of this, because I know Kanye's been on a rant. He was saying really random things on Twitter that he probably didn't mean. He was just having a bipolar um, reaction, freak out kind of thing. I think it's called an episode, a bipolar episode, and he was just kind of all over the place. But then there's still videos like the, same, the next day of him after him tweeting those of like him... I know this is how bipolar disorder works to an extent, like just having a really different emotion in the matter of minutes or days um, or over the course of 24 hours because he's like with his friends and working on the Yeezy stuff in Wyoming and he's just having such a good time, like laughing, like Dave Chappelle's there, which is good because... There's a video saying, like, someone like, like Dave Chappelle in, like, an interview saying that people aren't crazy. People just see a different perception of them and think that they're not because they're not the same as them, that they're crazy in some ideas, which is insane. Uh, I'm just glad Dave Chappelle is hanging with Kanye and making him feel better. I just hope this album sounds better than Jesus is King in the sense that it's not all Yandi uh free workarounds like changing the song more PG and Christian. I also hope Kanye gets better in mental state of health. I hope the whole election thing isn't getting to his head and I hope he doesn't worry about that. I think the music stuff is what he's better at and I think if he really wanted to run for president, not to get political about this, he should just do it in twenty twenty four, like four years from now. Because right now is already the years are already a mess. But when you say you want to make the world like Wakanda and the birth the birthday party is your your elective party and it's like You can't really take everything he says seriously, and that's the thing. People really are like, oh, don't make Kanye president. This will end badly for all of us. It's like, yeah, well, I don't think he's going to win. I don't know who's going to win. I don't really get political. I'm just saying, like, Kanye is just probably really having passion with this idea of him being president. It was funny because I'll go right here to his Twitter. He said one tweet this morning, like, yeah, like 1.47 in the morning. Because I was looking through the stuff when I found this, wo- this morning when I was looking at the track list. Did he delete it or did he keep it? Yeah, he still has it right here. He says, Donda, du- With Child, new album and movie this Friday. Sounds sick, like I said, but that uh, one thing. He tweeted, says the future president, so he's really confident in this whole thing. Uh, people are saying mental illness is real, praying for you, Kanye. For real, or like just I don't know what's going on. I think he just needed to. I just want him to not focus too much on this stuff and have it get into his head and then like end bad for every or not not bad for everyone, but like I I just want Kanye to get better. I think everyone does because like really it's not it's it hurts to see him like get crazy about these things and like focus on random things like well running for president in the Wyoming easy stuff. Like I don't really know what his goals are in his head. I also don't know what goes on in Kanye's head. But what I'm saying is. The album, whether or not it comes out, I'm not really focused on that. I if it doesn't, I won't be mad, I'll be like Let Logic have his day and honestly power to him for retiring with this album, so he says, and he's gonna stream like every week on Twitch, which is insane. It's gonna be like that's gonna be like his platform to communicate with the fans and stuff. I don't know. Uh it's been a weird few weeks. That's why I've been talking. I have had all this information stored and I need to talk about it at some point. And the music is still the, the main priority of things coming out right now. Like, music, if everything else is a shit show this year, music is the savior, or not savior, but the standout that's not, like, shit the bed on us, essentially. Like, it's still doing its thing, putting out some fire projects and people in general, and that's what made me happy with music. That's why music is a good thing to keep your mind off of, like, the mess that the world's in and, like, just listen to some fire songs. And that's why I hope Kanye puts out some fire songs at some point. Don't I, want, I don't want him to, like, mess up his mental health by doing that. I just want him to, at some point, put out some nice songs, that's all it is, same with Logic putting the album out Friday, and all that stuff I just listened earlier, I'm like, really excited for it, so yeah, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I will not be posting one the following weekend after this comes out, as in, like, I think seven days from this being released, uh, because I'll be on a little vacation, I know I keep going on a couple vacations every so often, but hear me out, it's nice to get out of the house in that sense, and it's like, I just want to you still have a summer like i'm obviously going to follow every guidelines the places i go to who require me and it's really all it really comes down to is just wearing a mask in a building when you're in close quarters and com um court, like close to other people you don't really know and could be putting their life and your life at risk by not wearing one that's all it comes down to you wear it in a building let's just say you go to get something at Cumbies, you put the mask on you walk in with it on you come I'm outside when you're like six feet away from the building you can take it off and you're good that's all it is I keep reiterating this every episode or every so often. It's just because it's not that difficult. That's all I say. People who are like really against it. It's like I think you can breathe into the mask, you know you can. You don't need to wear it twenty four seven. And if it really affects you and you want to go to something for like a really long time, well just don't don't go do that. Take breaks. Take like there's like a lot of places like the this the um the theme park which shouldn't be open in the first place. They have re- relaxation stations where you can take the mask off and keep your distance and breathe and without the mask on for a couple minutes. It's not that hard. I'm just saying, like, people can do this, and this would help big time if everyone wore one. I digress, though. I've been talking about this for a good bit, and it's kind of the same thing every single week, uh, weekend, pretty much. Just wear the mask. That's all I ask, and that's it. But, yeah, that's going to be it for this week's episode of Grandpa's Fridge this weekend, I guess. If you did enjoy it and you're on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe, all that stuff if you want to. If you're on Spotify or on any other streaming platform, feel free to follow it and listen to all the other episodes if you haven't before. I'm sure you have if you're already on the fourth one now. But, um, yeah, I'll see you guys whenever the next episode may be. Uh, probably in two to three weeks at most. I'd say three, four. But, yeah. Um, have a good summer. Stay safe. I know I sound like a teacher whenever I say this stuff, but like, still continue to have fun this summer. Don't just sit inside, not sulking, but like being bored out of your mind. Like, Make plans with people. Ask people, like, hey, I'm being dead serious. I'm really bored. I want to do something. You down. And then, if they're most likely, say, yeah, I am bored as well because everyone's in that same boat when it comes to still social distancing and the pandemic and quarantining. All that jazz. But, uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next episode. Peace. Grandpa's fridge.